Welcome back, listeners. It is Pancreation Philosophy, episode 188. I am your host, Pocholo Cruz. And with me, via telecommunication, is a returning guest. Go ahead, introduce yourself. Hello, hello. My name is Josh Oliva. I've been on a couple episodes uh, with Pocholo, so yeah. Yeah, welcome back to the show, Josh. Uh, I mean, you're not, <laughs> so we're not, I guess we are physically recording this, but I mean, you are coming from a distance, so I guess let the let the listeners know, like, where, where are you calling from? <laughs> so, yeah, I'm, I'm uh, out here in Thailand, you know, like, training Muay Thai, uh, just fought two times and whatnot. You know, so it's kind of like we had to jerry-rig this whole thing, but it's okay, you know. There's always a way. There's always a way, no matter what. Exactly. Te- technology nowadays. But, I mean, speaking of always being a way, I mean, in our, the past episodes, this is uh, pretty much what, what we talked about. We talked about you wanting to go back to Thailand, get that, get that fighting experience. But now it sounds like, yeah, you're currently in there. You're doing the thing. So... I yeah. guess let's uh, let's go back. Like, how did how did you how was the journey to get back to Thailand like for you? Man, man, it's been. I mean, it, it's been. It was. It's it's wild, man. Because like the pandemic just changed the whole demeanor of of the place. You know, even like I'm in Phuket right now. It's the island. Call it Fight Island. You know what I mean? And you got a lot of MMA superstars. The UFC one. Uh, you know, coming over here, coming to the soy over there to the. Uh, the fight street, fighter street but then also um you have a lot of muay thai uh going on you know a lot of foreigners a lot of striking i'm a little bit away from the old place but the thing is is that the demeanor and the vibe has changed a little bit because the pandemic just made things different with people so now it's like my old friends you know they're also uh trying to get fights and they're struggling as well but it's things have loosened up a little bit but it's just not the same as it was before so there's a lot of damage that control that people are, the gyms and everybody are trying to, uh, how you call it, uh, fix, you know, there's a lot of things they're trying to fix right now. Got it. Yeah. Got it. So I guess like what, what have been some of the biggest changes from when you first were in Thailand to how it is now? The biggest changes, man, is uh, there's like, I would say just the, the, it's more, it's more of like the energy is just off. Hmm. There's something off, you know, and then like people are split off, you know, everyone's a little bit more uh, doing their own thing, which is, which I understand. But then with the fight stuff, uh, sometimes, you know, uh, fight uh, stadiums have reopened up. There was some that, uh, stadiums that were closed. And then now it's like, it's kind of coming back to normal. So it's hard to say. But it's just something just different. They've oh they've people have gotten creative uh, during the pandemic and created came up with all these ideas and now they're promoting uh, the fights out here even MMA even more. You know like the, in Thailand in general they've had their first uh, MMA uh, event at Lumpini. Oh wow! Okay. I think yeah. that's a pretty yeah, big so deal. It's really it's great. Yeah. So now that Thailand is opening their eyes to MMA and opening their mind to MMA, I think it was because of the influence of one championship. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of uh, 
factors, you know. And then you had the Rod Tang and Demetrius Johnson recently. Oh yeah. You know, and that was really education. I think it was. I think that's re- that was really educational for the Thai people mm-hmm. because grappling is also a part of fighting, and you know, and and, and Demetrius, man, you know, comes from our area, yeah. which is good to see, you know. Exactly. Also, previous <laughs> guests of the podcast, but uh, and then. Yeah, no, I think that was no, that was pretty incredible to see, and then also just, I mean, Raw Tang is just a huge star, I would imagine, in in Thailand. It's yeah, man, he's a superstar, you know, and the thing because his style is very exciting, you know, he's very just like reminds me of the way his demeanor just reminds me of like a, a Tong Po, you know, he just like gets <laughs> yeah, he 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 shots in it to the head, you know, but. But, okay, I had a friend um, who also was fighting on the same event, and he was backstage with the DJ, and he's like, man, DJ, you can just feel his aura. It's so calm, so relaxed, so chill. You know what I mean? Like, And, and for me, for me, that's, like, very important. I think uh, it, it's been a theme since ever since I got to Thailand because there's so many different... You have the raw tank approach to fighting where I'm, I'm more speaking in a sense of psychology, mm-hmm. you know, two different psychology and then you got the guy the peaceful warrior yeah you know that's just go about a day and and for me my body chemistry resonates resonates more with that peacefulness versus rock and roll time you know trying to you know i just said uh, i think it's, it takes a lot of energy to be that way got it so or, that, that that's more of your wavelength kind of uh for exactly. yeah for your for your style yeah. yeah i mean not not just you personality wise but also fighting style wise for you Exactly, you know, and then you know though our personality plays a role, man. I mean, it's like because Definitely. then you can have a guy who comes to the gym, and then like for example, his uh, uh, mom got beat up by his stepfather or some shit, you know, and he's, he's all metal, heavy metal mode, you know what I mean? And he just wants to hit something. Then you can have a guy who probably same scenario, but then he's like got into all this this spiritual path and just like did some self work. You know what I mean? And he's like, I'm way over this. I'm way past this, man. Like, I don't need to be like this. But I will healthily, healthily use martial arts as an outlet, you know, to, uh, to, uh, uh, to, what you call it, healthy therapy, you know what I mean? As a therapeutic, you know what I mean? Just different characteristics, especially out here in Thailand. You meet some weird, great, weird bad people and some crazy people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That come from all over. Yeah, no, I mean, fighting tends to attract those, uh, like, out-of-there characters, you know? <laughs> yeah, man. Like, there's a guy, someone told me, man, and, I, you know, I didn't really dabble in too much with the peoples, but there was a guy from Russia who allegedly killed somebody, you know, and is hiding out here in Thailand. You know? I see this guy, like, one time I was uh, uh, going to 7-Eleven at, like, 2 a.m. in the morning to go get some, some food. Mm-hmm. I seen this guy walking. I'm just like, man, there's some weird shit going on. It's not my business. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. I mean, but that's the that's the world of fighting for you, right? It's uh. <laughs> yeah, man. No, no. It's just it, 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 you, you get used to these uh, things in fighting, man. There's a lot of criminal uh, criminal. There's a criminal element before back in the day. You know, like yeah. There's stories of pride in the Yakuza, and then you have UFC with the uh, Mafia in Vegas and all that stuff. You yeah. have all these uh, interesting stories. 
stories, you know. I know there's always been like a combat sports uh, connection with organized crime, like even yeah, I mean with boxing, there was always there was always a ties to yeah whether it was the mafia or yakuza or pretty much yeah any pretty much any kind of criminal element. That's kind of it's kind of inevitable because I mean I'm sure criminals kind of see themselves as tough guys and then fighters of course have to be tough to do the to do what they do yeah yeah it, just for some reason they just uh attract it's just like two and two just like uh uh it's like there's no other way you know what i mean they're bound to be cross paths you know what I mean? it's just you know it's a, the element the element of it's the underground gone. element yeah <laughs> But no, I was gonna say with Chachri, man, he's doing a lot of good things, man. I'm surprised, man. Like he does with the one, you know, like maybe uh, you know, with the respect and you know all that stuff. You know, I think that's really good because he has a more. There's people don't understand in back home in America is that like everyone's tuned into the UFC, but the world is tuned into one. You know what I mean? Like you go into, I go to Europe, everyone's watching one championship. You know what I mean? I go. I go into you know Asia. Everyone's everyone's tuned in, and even back home in America, then some uh, people are watching one too. So it's a more uh, worldly uh, promotion that's gotten out more. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, definitely. I, I would say definitely also like the eastern part of well, the world. Yeah. Yeah, it's the eastern part for sure. UFC is pretty cool too, man. Oh, and they banned. Uh, uh, yeah, that's another conversation. But yeah, they, I was gonna say they banned uh, Russian people. One, that's why one of the guys got uh, got denied to fight, and then they had to find a last minute replacement. Ah, I see. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean that's pretty. I mean what you talked about them allowing MMA in Lumpini Stadium. That's pretty big because Muay Thai is traditionally been I mean I guess boxing as well, but typically Muay Thai is what's king <laughs> like there in Thailand. Yeah. Yeah. You know, man, um, okay, my favorite MMA fighter of all time was uh, Sakuraba. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Sakuraba was my favorite. And the thing is, is that, um, you know, uh, he did all the wrestling and like, the catch wrestling with, uh, what's his name, Billy Robinson and all that stuff. That shit was fascinating. Mm-hmm. But there was a time in his career, there was a time in his career where he uh, hired a Thai guy to uh, help out with his striking, which is really interesting. Uh, because he was actually uh, man he was he, at, at, in some instances he would do some weird sh- striking stuff man that threw people off you know, mix mm-hmm. it with the wrestling mm-hmm. but uh, but, uh, but it's, it's, it's interesting to to, to see uh, Muay Thai in MMA you know what I mean Muay Thai in MMA yeah because uh, yeah you're just starting to see and then now with this Rod Tang and Demetrius Johnson fight that just got finished a lot of people are also now kind of like turning an eye to uh, it did it did both arts it did both arts a favor mm-hmm. you know what I mean mm-hmm. now people tuned into Muay Thai and they're tuned into MMA now which is yeah. really crazy yeah and speaking of one they really bringing uh, Muay Thai onto the world stage as well because they have not just Rod Tang but a lot of other high level like Muay Thai like doing their art of Muay Thai. I mean, they have the smaller gloves, but it's still, it's it's still Muay Thai in the cage and bringing it to a much uh, wider world view. Yeah, it's it's really good because um, I 
I'm glad that there, it's, there, there's a platform like that for uh, people because I see the conditions out here with uh, some of the Thai people, you know, and so mainly Muay Thai with the Thais, mainly uh, Thai people that are doing Muay Thai are the lower class, like the, the, low, the poorest people mm-hmm. and the people that do MMA in Thailand, Thai people doing MMA in Thailand, more middle class because MMA is more like a, oh, it's a hobby, hobby thing. Uh, Muay Thai to them is more like a, oh shit you need to survive you know what I mean you need to <laughs> you need to go fight in the stadiums man and go you know go do this shit but then the more the person that go, goes into do uh, MMA more but then then you have uh, uh, rare instances where some Muay Thai fighters uh, Thai fighters uh, cross into MMA you know what I mean and then they become very success- successful which is really interesting too as well mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's interesting that it's kind of uh, class structured that way. Like, Muay Thai is almost done out of necessity and survival (laughs) in that case. You know, because uh, the monarchy, man, it it all has to do with the class system here because uh, Thailand's a monarchy. Mm -hmm. So they got a king. So they they still, it feels like, it's like people say it's like medieval times over here, man. Like, it's crazy how, how this country is, man, and especially how... Like things that would be illegal in the states is not illegal here you know what i mean it's very like i don't even know how to describe it man but i just say wild west yeah say it's like wild west, you know <laughs> okay okay well we got to wow. a few a few topics there but how about so i mean you mentioned yeah you're in thailand to fight how has the how's the how has the fighting circuit been for you Because I'm 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 very early on, like 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 I'm very early on in my in my in my career in my journey, and see this is a, this is a thing that um, I feel like every uh, foreigner that uh, experiences Muay Thai, uh, it's a it's a certain um, phase that they have to go through, you know. And I'm I'm going through I'm like stage stage one right now, you know. I'm going through stage one, but the thing is, it's so wild because now I'm fighting. First, I have to start off in these low stadiums you know and i'm still i'm still i'm still uh i still have to fight a couple of times in those things in order to get to the to the to the next you know tv or whatever but uh these are just like little warm-up these are like tune-up fights you use these stadiums you use the tune-up fights my first fight uh here in thailand uh coming back was crazy man because i went to the stadium with like robai robai stadium and then when I went to the stadium, uh, I was supposed to be the last fight. They had some guy I was already matched up. That he matched the photo and whatnot. This guy was like about five, like eighty-five uh, something uh, kilograms. You know what I mean? And that's like nowhere near. That's like like twenty twenty pounds at least more over than what I was. Oh damn! So, okay. Yeah, I had to talk, and and you know what's crazy? I was so so uh, psychologically like just tuned in in my brain, like I was like fuck, 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 because you you kind of get to a point where you just say fuck over and over again to yourself that you just just you become numb to every situation that just happens. You just numb yourself and be completely numb. So then it's like I convinced myself like okay, I can fucking pull this shit off. But then my trainer was like, nah, man, this is not a fair. <laughs> like, this is not fair. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? He's like, this is uh, this is uh, not fair. We're gonna have to change your opponent, man. This is a uh, this kind of up. So then we went talked to the promoter. This is while the while the thing there was like probably second first second fight going on, and every the ties or all everyone in the backstage were all we all lined up together. You know what I mean? And it was just like it's just like how you. They were eyeballing us. The ties were eyeballing us, and they were grabbing hand, people's hands and like, okay, not even weighing each other out. Okay, you got you look like the same weight. You guys look about the same. You know, you look about the same. You look about the same. So you, we're gonna push you with you, you with you, you with you, and then boom! I was like the last last uh, person, and so everyone got switched off. And the guy that I was supposed to fight fought this guy from uh, PFL that fought in PFL won like fifty thousand dollars. He was like this French, uh, French, uh, black French guy. Okay. And this guy fucking whooped him, man. Just went MM, full on MMA, not even Muay Thai. Just went full on MMA striking on him and just whooped this Indian dude. You know, I was supposed to fight this Indian dude. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, his name is uh, the guy's name is uh, Jason something. He won on he was in, fought on PFL. Okay. But then, um, so then, uh, what do you call it? So they, no one wanted to, with the Muay Thai, with the Muay Thai people, no one wanted to fight this guy that was gonna, uh, uh, that, that was the last resort. So then the Thai promoters looked at me, and I'm just like, I don't even know who this guy is. He looks like he's fucking fought a lot. You know what I mean? But then I just said yes. I just like fucking like let's do it. Cause I came here to fight and like you know what I mean. My adrenaline spiked already, and I'm just like fuck. You know what I mean? Like let's just get this shit done and let's do it. <clears throat> so I went from being the last fight to like okay, you're fighting in five minutes. It took they had to like oil me down. That's the thing in Thailand. It's not like you you're smashing pads or anything in backstage. It's like they their warm up is uh giving you a little uh, Thai oil massage. So I'm sitting on this wooden table and they're giving me this in. And then I go, and it's time to fight this dude, you know what I mean? And I was doing really good, man. Like, the first round, boom, body kicks. Like, I'm surprised, like, with the, with the training, with the, uh, the thing, you know? But it was just all bad because I panicked, man. The the uh, Before the fight, uh, see, this is, like, behind the scenes. I took some caffeine pills because I was just like, fuck, man. Like, I need to get my heart rate. Like, you know, it was just a wild situation. And then... uh. So I just kept fighting, nothing happened, you know, but the, the Thai, the, the, the Thai referee knew about the just last minute switch off and he, he, he realized like there was a weight difference. So there was inaction, you know, there was like inaction coming from both our parts because we were both like, you know, uh, just, this was like shocking, you know, just to fucking randomly just be fighting each other, like without like change of opponent, opponent right away. So what the Thai what the Thai referees what the referees do is to save the body of the fighters, he would stop the fight, you know, and then whoever the points had the mo- whoever had the most points, they would give it to that person, you know what I mean? So the guy, my opponent won, you know what I mean, which is okay, you know what I mean. I, I don't mind. I find out later on he's uh, you know, he has like twenty plus fights, fought in like a, the good stadiums, you know, so. For me, this is good because this is the experience that I need, and these are the type of people I want to be fighting. You know what I mean? It's like, you know. And then later on, uh, two months later, he's fighting on Lumpini Stadium. You know, oh, oh, dang. Okay. Yes, and, and so like he was like a he's like some superstar or something in Italy. He's from Italy, but then 
Then the second fight came. This was recent. This was probably like three weeks ago. Okay. And and so like there was this poster out. You know, it was wild. It was insane. The situation for me was wild and insane because um, I was supposed to fight the next month after my first fight, but then the the head they told me that there was no fight for me. So I got I cycled. This is the thing in Thailand. I got burnt out, man. I saw, I got mentally burnt out and it took a break, man. It's like, fuck, I need to chill. I need to chill out because the training here is like, fuck, like, it's just crazy. So I had to re- regather my mind, you know, and like kind of uh, try to be grounded again, you know. And then I went back into training because they told me, okay, you have a fight in like three, three weeks or something. So I was getting, I was training. Then on the last week, I got sick. I got sick with something. I took, uh, I got dehydrated, and then I got a fever, and then all this weird shit happened. You know, like I, uh, my 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 legs got cold, and all this stuff. It wasn't COVID because I took a test. It was just something else. Mm-hmm. I was just like, it could have been, um, dengue. It could have been something like this. I got sick with something. So then, um, you know, it just took me like four days to kind of like get better. And then um, I was in my head, I'm like, okay, I feel good though, because I went to training on Monday. So then Monday, Tuesday, then I was like, all right, I can do this, you know what I mean? Let me let me follow through with this fight. So I go to the stadium. It's a different stadium this time. I go to the stadium. And so there's this poster. They had this poster where it had a picture of me. I was like the only guy smiling in the, the poster. <laughs> yeah. And everyone just, everyone was just like, just looked like they were just, this, they were working a nine to five job and just fucking hated their life. Mm-hmm. But then this Thai kid that was on this Thai poster had a chest tattoo, and that was the one I was supposed to fight. So I was in the stadium and I was looking backstage and I was like, all right, I saw the guy I was supposed to fight. I'm looking at him I'm like, all right, I'm gonna f this guy. Like this guy is screwed. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna really, like try to get him. You know what I mean? And I'm like, I've had all my focus and energy on this one person, and then. Two fights before my, because I was the last fight, two fights before me, uh, what do you call it? This guy that I had my focus completely on walked up, walked up, uh, walked down the, the aisle and was already fighting somebody. He was huh. fighting my teammate. They, they switched it on. So I was like, wait a minute. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, wait a minute. This is not the guy I'm fighting. Like, what the fuck? Then who am I fighting? Because I don't even see anybody else backstage. So it was like, it was a mind fuck. It was a complete mind fuck. And then, let alone I'm doing uh, three rounds, uh, three rounds Muay Thai. That means it's like you gotta be fast paced. You know, you can't, um, you can't, you can't ease on to it. You know. Mm-hmm. So then I was like, "Fuck!" This lady was backstage. I was talking to this lady. I think she was from Australia or something. And then she went to go fight. And then some girl got KO'd. And it was time for me to go. And I'm like, "Who the fuck?" And then I finally see the Thai person like across. And I see the Thai uh, person that I'm fighting. I'm like, "What the f, man?" Like. How come I never seen this guy back here and now I'm just seeing him now when we're about to fight. So it was like a kind of like a last minute, uh, trying to like a last minute panic or something. So they announced my name. I walk down to the ring, blah, 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 blah. I go in and then I'm like, man, this is like fucking crazy, you know? And then boom, he comes in and we start fighting and, and you know, I, man, I was doing good. And, Man, so the first round, like you can see, there, you can go on my Instagram, you can see all my highlights. But uh, 
you know, it was very controversial with some people that I that were close to me, and they're like, they thought I won the first two, but then the third round I didn't do really well. But I don't, the tie scoring is what I have to understand, you know, what I have to understand because it's like I always think everything's like Western boxing or kickboxing and whatnot. And um, the thing is, is that uh, I find out this guy that I fought was like had 120 plus fights, and then he was a coach at this uh, Phuket Fight Club and uh, all this stuff you know what I mean mm-hmm. and uh, so after the fight you know I was like alright respect you do your mutual like tie respect you know and blah 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 and for me I was like the adrenaline was so so high that I just couldn't even process it you know what I mean and it took me about like three or four days later to like realize like man I just fought someone completely different <laughs> on the poster until when I came down you know and so um the one thing was is that I went on to near this guy's neighborhood because that's where the, the fighter street is. I went to go have some barbecue over there, was sorting some stuff out near the area with my visa. And I seen, I saw the guy, I was like wearing a, uh, uh, I was like hiding somewhere in some store and then I seen him drive by and I looked at his face and he was completely, uh, uh, his eye was completely swollen. Luckily with me, I had no marks on my face. You know what I mean? I was good. And, um, but that was a thing, you know? And so the promoters and everyone and the trainers, the Thai trainers, like they, from my gym, they uh, started having a little bit more faith in me and started giving me more attention after this fight because they saw my circumstances where I was sick, but I also just fought with heart. Like I literally didn't like have no game plan for this guy whatsoever. My My trainers didn't. That was the crazy thing too, is that it took a long time for my trainers to uh, put the gloves on me. So I'm just like, what the fuck, you know? There's a lot of mi- little mi- little uh, variables for me that were like kind of like questionable, you know? But the thing is, is that I'm in Thailand and, and you know, this is how it is. Like, yeah, if you're in Thailand, it's be ready. Be ready to get uh, effed over some way, somehow, you know? And I say it, and I, when I say this, sounds like it's so uh, uh like there's no hope but bro there's like that's just part of the process man and then once you once you start getting really really good it's just you just can't get fucked over anymore you know that people will start the people can profit off of your skills and make money the gym makes money the trainers you know things like that yeah it's like Thailand's uh, way yeah, of testing you been crazy. <laughs> Say what you can say. Sorry. Oh no, it's all good. It's like so. That's like Thailand's way of testing you, essentially. Like if you're, uh, if, yeah, if you're really about it, yeah. Yeah, bro. They they really. It's a very. It's just very uh, textbook. Um, like uh, I wouldn't say it's like a very dogish uh, uh, way. You know what I mean? It's like you're on the street or like you're like a kid in the schoolyard type of deal. You know, it's like. Um, you know, for me, it reminded me of kind of like when I grew up in uh, L.A. and with all those all those people and mm-hmm. the way their mentality was, where it's like everyone was testing, testing nuts, yeah. testing nuts, you know. And, and for me, for me, I understood, I understood it, you know what I mean? But at the same time, I'm just like, uh, it's even more, I feel more tested by the trainers, if anything, by, from my own gym versus by the promoters and everything. You know what I mean? The promoters are just they're, they 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 want to see your performance and then they want to they want to see if they if they can bring you on again. You know, 
and the thing is is that uh, they want to read the promoter message me um, on Facebook randomly I don't know how he I was like some old old Thai guy you know what I mean? <laughs> like how the fuck did he get my Facebook yeah you know and then uh, just randomly messaged me say hey uh, you're scheduled for a rematch uh, 12 and I'm like I didn't I didn't even I didn't even say yes to anything I didn't even talk with my uh, my trainers I said and then I was like let me let me confirm because I have to leave the country soon you know what I mean and you know it's like I'm focused on this and then it's like I don't have time to really like perfect my craft it's, and it's like in two weeks you know what I mean it's like oh a rematch in two weeks you know and then I'm like you know it's, cra- it's crazy because it's like you're back in the states you know it's not like you're gonna rematch and you fight someone and you're gonna rematch in two weeks <laughs> you know what I mean? yeah you know it's like <laughs> it's crazy so it's like for me I'm just like uh, I-, I had to consult with many friends and they're like nah man like the uh, fuck all that you know they're just trying to make money i was talking to one of my friends uh his name uh bon uh bon lee he used to fight in ufc you know he's, mm-hmm. he has the um highest defensive striking rate ufc history mm-hmm. and um the thing is is that he uh he was like man fuck all that they're just trying to make money off of you you know what i mean yep and so i just had to to maneuver myself and maneuver uh uh, make just make proper decisions, man. Because it's like, um, unfortunately, the the ties that I at the at the gym that I go I go to, they just live uh, day by day. You know what I mean? They're just like, uh, you know, it's very sim- simplistic. They're very uh, simple in their approach. So it's mm-hmm. like, hey, yo, you want to fight? Okay, here's a, here's a fight. You know what I mean? You're, yeah. you're fighting on the stake, but it's not like they're they're playing politics or they're or they're like. Uh, uh, trying to build you up you know some gyms some type, some gyms out here they do it properly but for some reason um you know it's just sometimes uh trying to be a warrior you know warrior everything out uh, is not the, the best strategy you yeah know it's not I mean? the smart it's way yeah yeah and so i'm at a crossroads so i you know i gotta do this beast around the cambodia and then after that i come back and then most likely i'll probably be at another gym you know what i mean got I'll it probably be with a gym <laughs> yeah but so and that that's just due to you kind of seeing at the gym where you're at right now they're not really setting you up for success is that kind of is that kind of the thing that you're thinking yeah. well the thing is is that because uh, like the way they the way they're the way they see it and the way i see it it's like I see it a different way, they see it a certain way, you know, if I want to be like, you know what I mean, and it doesn't match, you know, the way they're... Yeah, the the viewpoints aren't aligning. Yeah. It's not aligning, man. Like, the trainers are really, really good. The trainers are really, really good, but it's like, if I have some form of uncertainty or they're not giving you the confidence you need because it's like the lack of communication and maybe it's a language barrier... Or it's also, uh, uh, you know, there's also other aspects in there, um, you know. Uh, then it's like, then you have to try. One one advice for the listeners that I would give to the listeners is that when you come to Thailand, if you, if you have a plan and you're coming to Thai, you're trying to come to Thailand, don't uh, get fully committed into to the gym uh, right away. Kind of come in first, see how you feel. See if you like the training program, 
you know, because you'll see people and they're very successful, but with the way the gym is uh, laid out, you know, the way the programs are laid out, but that may not be good for you. You may have different uh, chemistry, you different may like vibes. different things, yeah. you know what I mean? Yes, yeah, so, so don't just fully commit uh, to a gym and, and uh, make sure that, uh, you know what I mean, everything is clear and you're very transparent, you know what I mean? And, and because uh, some gyms they will try to uh, lure you in and keep you there for a long time and next thing you know you're fighting for them for one year two years three years or four years and then you're getting screwed up you okay. know or, or in some way it doesn't have to be about money or anything but you're just you're not getting what you need yeah you, know you can get trapped okay so that, that yeah that's, that's some pretty so good that's advice my, that's yeah one of my advice is always uh you know with the training you know always uh, try to build uh um take your time too when you first come come here don't uh don't rush into things right away don't rush into things right away mm -hmm. uh take your time the playing field the battlefield know the know the, the the bad shit and the good shit just learn learn the environment first yeah and then make the decision after yeah, be sure to scout it out, get some recon before you just jump in there. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. And like I already knew the thing is is that uh, I already knew the battlefield and how how the stuff was rigged out here, but the only thing is is that um it's for me I think what what went wrong for me was uh just poor politics, you know what I mean? Not matching, not making things clear, but that's that, that's not my job. It's supposed to be the ones in charge, you know, the, the trainers and everything, and make sure that, like, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I know who I'm fighting, and that's the person on being is fighting, and they're not changing last minute. Mm -hmm. But the reason why it wasn't an issue for me at the time is because uh, I, I had confidence in myself, and I believed in my training, the training that I did, you know. But then again, I was in a compromised situation without realizing it till after the the. the the storm was finished you know and i can see past all the everything was clear you know? got it so yeah now post storm you can see like oh hey wait i probably probably not the best situation so which is why you're making moves to <laughs> you know to realign and, and find a find maybe a, a better a better crew and ship to be on yeah, right it's it's truth man it's the truth because uh, it's kind of rough man it's really rough this process man because uh uh, I'm optimistic right now for some reason, and I'm surprised I am. <laughs> but uh, it's like, yeah, man, because like I, at one point I was sitting in my room and I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Because my I I'm a person who adapts right away. You know what I mean? And I'm like, okay, these two things just happened. These two two things didn't go my way, and so I have to reflect. I have to reflect what the fuck is going on. Like like why am I and what why was I in these compromised situations? And why was I, uh, uh, you know what I mean? And all these, why were all these things happening? You know, so I was like, so I put two and two together and I'm like, okay, you know, mainly this is my conclusion was it was uh, uh, politics because it's more, it's very tribal over here. It's like who supports you? They don't look at your, your team, but they look at who supports you. And the thing is, is that, um, you know, I, I did, the gym that I'm I'm at is, is run by a foreigner, by an mm. Australian guy. Got it. But it's like, you know, then you have all these gyms that are run by Thai people, and then it's like, mm. man, I'm under the line of fire. Then I saw my 
other teammate get fucked up, effed over. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, man, everyone's getting effed over, but the thing is, is that what it is at the end of the day, if I'm like going to depth, it's uh, they're not playing the politics right. You know what I mean? You don't just take the fight because you're a warrior. It don't accept, don't accept the disadvantages. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, and a perfect example of uh, of that was uh, uh, Pacquiao Mayweather fight. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like Pacquiao was in a position, he was in a good position, but then he agreed to 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 uh, to be to to, to take uh, to take the fight under all these disadvantages. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you didn't know the weight class of what what weight uh, Floyd was. Mm-hmm. You know, you didn't know all these things, but that's expert strategy. You know, that's Miyamoto Musashi shit that uh, Floyd was doing. Mm-hmm. And so there's the things that I just um, like. It would not have. It would have not been smart uh, um, to to just. Oh, I'm gonna rematch this guy in two weeks and and and, and kick his ass. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, that's not. Yeah. That's not the way. That's not the way. You know. I rather I rather have the doubt of people like thinking that I won. You know, instead of letting my ego just be like, I'm going to charge back. You know what I mean? Right away, I'm going to charge right back into this guy, you know, yeah. in the ring. With, with, with this, blah, blah, blah. No, man, I'm just like, Gotta no, just let, play. he's the coach. Yeah. And just let people put two and two together and look at the footage. And then they will see, they'll say stuff, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I got to make the smart play in that regards. I guess speaking of, like, footage, so how can people... Uh, how can people see the fights? How can people see you on social media? You mind just sharing that, just in case people don't know? Yeah, uh, so Josh Oliva 95, J-O-S-H-S-O-L-I-V-A 95. Yeah, if you have any questions about like coming out to Thailand or whatever, just hit me up. Follow me, I'll follow you back. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll vibe, you know what I mean? It's, uh, it's not easy to come to the country, you know, because come to the country and, and do this especially when you're doing Muay Thai you're doing their their, their art and their sport and it's like it's their know, home turf you, you, yeah uphill battle it's yeah. an uphill battle yeah you know? okay but I think uh, the one thing that I'm fascinated by is foreigners the foreigners that I meet out here that learn how to navigate the land very well when it comes to Muay Thai they know how to to climb the mountain and, and find the little tricks and little things you know and that's that's fascinating people but i lived out here they're speaking i come up this brazilian guy comes up to me and he starts talking thai you know what i mean he, thinks <laughs> I was thai. he thought it was thai yeah thai. starts speaking long thai i'm like what the fuck yeah. are you saying yeah you know? <laughs> <laughs> well that's cool all right well it's been good catching up with you josh keep up the yeah, man. Keep, yeah keep up the journey there in thailand and i'm sure the listeners look forward to hearing you come on again but uh yeah one more time that was like that was josh soliva 95 right and i'll be sure to tag you in this uh, as well yes on instagram j-o-s-h-s-o-l-i-v-a 95 on instagram cool all right it's been josh soliva thank you for uh taking the time yeah take take care out there brother and look forward to catching up with you again soon Oh, I appreciate it. And that was Pancreation Philosophy. Thank you, listeners. And as always, 
you can always support the show on Patreon. That's patreon.com. www.patreon.com slash pancreation. Become a sponsoring philosopher just like Ryan Big Wang and Tom Kravitz. Thank you guys for supporting the show. You can also grab merch on Spreadshirt. Spreadshirt.com. Uh, look up Pancreation Philosophy. Or just hit me up and I'll send you the link. All right. Thank you, everybody. Goodbye.